Hey guys, welcome back to the Max Spence Business Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Uh, but before I jump into this, if you guys like the content I'm putting out, you know, the people I'm interviewing, uh, please, you know, like, subscribe, uh, leave a review. It helps out a lot with the podcast and also the people I'm interviewing. If you can go over to Apple Podcasts and actually uh, leave a review, it also helps out a great deal. Uh, but before so getting into this podcast now is, uh, so my guest is Jamie. So Jamie's a travel YouTuber and videographer. He has traveled to more than 30 countries and across six continents. It's great having you on the show, Jamie. Happy to be here and happy, uh, you know, to share some insights, get my brain picked apart a bit and just chat. And uh, I love connecting with people. So I'm really, really pumped for this. Awesome. So why don't we jump into uh, an intro about, you know, who you are, where did you grow up and what got you into the, you know, the travel scene and, you know, industry and going across different, you know, traveling the world and, you know, making videos of it. Yeah, for sure. So basically, uh, I was born in St. John's, Newfoundland in 1996, moved to Ottawa, Canada in the year 2000 when my dad's job relocated and have been here in Ottawa for, ever since. So for about 20 years, I'm 24 right now. Uh, and basically, like I grew up in a very fortunate situation where I was exposed to travel at a young age. So in my early teens, I believe I was 14 years old. In 2011, um, right before my birthday, because I have a late birthday. So for anyone doing the math, that's why I was 14, not 15. In 2011, we went to Europe uh, for the first time for an entire month, did London, Paris, Barcelona, and then we did a cruise throughout uh, different parts like France, Italy, and, and and so much more. And that was amazing. It was unreal. And it was my first like experience with like being in places where maybe English isn't the first language and the culture is not the same. And like, I grew up as a hockey player and an athlete my whole life. And now it's like, you're in places where like literally nobody in that city plays that sport nor gives a crap. So like the entire like dynamic of where you are is different. And, and I loved it. I was always like a curious kid. So being exposed to travel at a young age just opened my mind to how curious I can be and ask more questions about people, culture, places, languages, everything. The following year in 2012, we did another month in Europe where we went through different parts. Uh, we went back to Spain. We did France, Italy, Austria, Czech Republic, Germany, uh, and a couple other places, I believe. Uh, in Croatia, we did like a day in Dubrovnik. Um, and it was, it was a, again, that experience of like, just like seeing different people, meeting new cultures, trying new foods, like enriching my life with the unique experiences that like I didn't know existed before. And at a young age, when you're learning and when you're like growing and you're developing, I just found that so fun and so fascinating because I'd be there and I'd be like, man, like, I never knew this would happen. I never knew that life could be like this. And, and you know, like I have this much oomph to it. Like it, it really was awesome. Uh, 2013, we didn't go traveling. Instead, 2014, we did uh, New York and Florida, and then we did the Caribbean. So that was, again, like I'd been to New York a couple times before, and I think New York is the greatest city on planet Earth. It's just a melting pot of culture. It's like... It's basically, if you were to condense like half the countries I visited before into a little island, that's Manhattan, you know, like that's, that's how like culturally diverse it is and, and that sort of stuff. And, um, and then after that, like, I realized like, dang, like I want to do more and more of this. So in 2016, we went to another Europe trip. My sister, my little sister, she's almost seven years younger than me, was 
following a lot of vloggers and would take her iPod and start like filming herself and vlogging herself. Um, and then me being the older brother, like I would help her out, like get those shots on the iPod and, and kind of just help her build her vlogs and stuff. And then I remember on that cruise, we met two massive YouTubers. We met the AB family who are massive uh, like on, in the family space on YouTube and Vine and still are, are very big and Zach King. So Zach King and the AB family were paid to be on our cruise by Carnival uh, to create content. And that was like the first exposure that I had to like how big this can be when you grow like a content machine. Like Carnival, one of the biggest cruise companies in the world, doesn't just give you a free cruise. They, they pay you a lot of money to go on the experiences, to go like on every excursion to try everything, like all the best restaurants on the boat, like, and everything. And I was like, that's cool. And like, so like, I started looking at her vlogging, like on the trip as something like almost like a, a little business idea. And I grew up mountain biking. So filming and videography was always like a little portion of mountain biking. It's a part of the extreme sports culture. You want to film yourself hitting jumps and doing tricks. So there was always that interest there. So over time, like after that trip in 2016, I just started editing some footage from all the iPhones clips that I got, my mom got, and that sort of stuff, pieced it together, worked on a couple other projects that I was asked to take on. And I was like, huh, I love this. <laughs> like I actually really do love just like sitting down in iMovie, putting footage together, creating something and like sharing it with people and like, I felt like I could like take my experience and funnel it into two minutes and, and get people to, to feel what I felt. And I was like, that, I love that. And so in Ju January, 2017, I just went all in. Like I got my first camera for Christmas that year. I got the Adobe Creative Suite. And from January until April, every single day, I headed to YouTube to watch a different tutorial on a different editing tactic and technique. And that really accelerated my learning. And since then, I've just decided, you know what? I'm going to take the two things that I love most, which is my camera, video stuff, and photo. I love photography as well. And I'm going to combine that with my other passion, which is travel, exploring, and uh, seeing countries like the ones behind me on that little scratch map. And I haven't looked back since. Man, that, that is absolutely crazy. And that's an amazing story that it all started from like, you know, that, that sort of like the first time traveling to like, yo, this is like awesome. And then getting onto, you know, the cruise ship and seeing like what these YouTubers are doing. And it's like, these guys are making like, if you look at those YouTubers, they're making good money doing that. Mm -hmm. And probably also too, is like they're, they're filming for their own, like their own channel as well. So, you yeah. know, they get paid to go there. They film the videos, like let's say they make any content for the company, but they're also probably making their own vlogs. Uh, which the company doesn't mind because that's going to hit another audience, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. that, that's, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, so then pretty much, was it after, after high school that you, did you go to college, decide to go to like college or university or were you just like, I'm going to yeah, go? So I, yeah, you, you went to university for a bit? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I went to university. Yeah, so I went to university and uh, it was, university was very interesting for me because uh, basically like in high school, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I was kind of like, I was always told by a couple people, like, I've, I've always been like a very compassionate and empathetic person. Um, so I was always kind of told like, you'd make a good doctor, not because of like the fact that in high school, I was good at science and stuff. It wasn't because of that. It was like, oh, like, what makes a good doctor is oftentimes people that are compassionate and empathetic. 
and can sit down with a patient and make them feel comfortable during very uncomfortable situations. So like, I always felt not a, not a pressure, but I was like, uh, like I am an ambitious guy. I always have been. So like, and that is a very ambitious profession. And like, that does make sense. But after like grade 12, I realized I hated biology. As soon as we got down to the cellular level, I was like, I'm out. I don't care about this anymore. So then I was stuck. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to go to university next year. I have the grades to get into at least the local schools here. I, I like I had absolutely no clue. So I did an undeclared uh, right away. And I was like, let's try out some business courses. Um, and I was like, you know what? International business sounds kind of interesting because it's international. And I get to part of the program is learning a language, which I've always wanted to do. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'll try this undeclared and I'll I'll take Spanish um, and, and, you know, hopefully knock off my minor within my first two years transfer to international business. And what I didn't expect was like in high school, I had very poor study habits. So I wasn't a hard worker. I was a lazy guy and kid and just that classic, I'll study the night before the test. And I usually do okay. Um, you can't do that in uni. You, you just can't. It's not possible. Like you're, you think you can when you come in and then you realize, oh no like i had never even come close to failing courses in my life and then all of a sudden like i remember i nearly failed accounting and i was like and, and at the end of the year my grades were so bad that i i didn't get in to international business they were just awful um and it was my own fault it was a lack of discipline lack of work ethic and lack of understanding how difficult university can be so from there, I went into communications and I was kind of pitched by my advisor. Oh, you could get into the social media side of things. You seem to be social media savvy and that sort of stuff. Um, and I was like, cool. So I did that for two years and realized like none of it related to social media, at least in my opinion. And I was like, this sucks. So I took an entrepreneurship class in third year and loved it. And it was to the point like we actually launched a business. We launched like a, a, an apparel company. Um, and we sold out of everything. I ha I'm not managing it anymore. It's, it doesn't exist anymore, but we just did it for the class. And I realized like, huh, like in a class of a hundred some people, our group finished first in like the pitch competition and like the whole like end of year project. Um, and I think I was the only person in the class with an A plus. Like, and I was like, huh. And it wasn't because like I worked that hard. It was like, I just loved it. I was like, I loved coming up with this, this idea and this concept and figuring out how can we get more people to pay attention to this? How can we create a message? And I started adding things that I thought like consumers would enjoy and like into the pitches that weren't taught in the classroom while also like talking about things that were taught in the classroom. So I was like, okay, there's something here for that. So I realized after third year, I wanted to transfer into entrepreneurship uh, in commerce and uh, I got accepted. And then I headed to Southeast Asia to go film my big trip, two and a half months on the other side of the world, build my personal brand, make vlogs, do all that sort of stuff. And decided, you know what, I'm actually not going to take this offer. I'm just going to go build everything on my own. I don't think Carlton is the best environment for me to do what I want to do. As I've been trying to learn about video production, social media, marketing, and all that sort of stuff in this institution for a couple of years, and it's never worked. And I've taught myself everything I know. And so since then, I've done... I've been on my own um, after, right after like that trip, I managed to start up for nine months. Uh, I was kind of like the number two of the company. I was head of marketing, head of logistics, head of customer service, like 
typical startup environment, 30 different hats, uh, but only like so much time. So it was very stressful. Um, also worked in the agency world for several months doing as videographer and social media guy. And now here I am today as a uh, dropout, but I did start my own business recently. I've built uh, myself a little community on TikTok. I know it's a bit of a long story there. I'm a big talker, but uh, that's kind of like my university experience before and what it led to today. Yeah, no, that, that, that's awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm the exact same. Like I, I went to school and I found that uh, school is really good, but it's tailored to a specific sort of job market. Mm -hmm. And that's more of working in a high, high, like a high end, like a larger company and working as an employee mm -hmm. and doing working up where, which is something I didn't want to really do. Um, and so I sort of found that you have Google and YouTube and you can learn a lot of resources. And once I learned that, Hey, you know, I can Google how to do accounting and watch, you know, 50 to you know, 50 to hundred different videos about how to manage your expenses and get different perspectives from different people, or, you know, how to create a video or, you know, how to market to somebody or how to sell something to somebody. Uh, I was like, wow, I was like, all these resources are right here. And I can learn this anywhere in the world. Like, as long as I have internet, I'm able to yeah. learn this. Uh, so yeah, well, and the other thing I love too, is that that's your story. There's like, that's, that's, that's like building who you are, right? Like, there's nothing like, you know, like that, that's, like that's the process that I'm experiencing myself is like, you know, that's build, that's adding to your story. That's building your story. Uh, and the majority of people I'm sort of seeing at our ages that are in their early, you know, twenties are actually starting to shift more to, uh, being, you know, uh, sole proprietor, you know, business startups, um, you know, where they start a small business and they go down that route rather than going into a larger company. Um, so th this is really awesome. I'm really excited for this. Uh, I, and I wanted to touch on this, uh, like, yeah, get into this right now, uh, because I was talking with Hayden and I had him on my podcast and he was, and he was talking about you a bit and how you actually break down your videos and like, you know, you write down, you get like really, really technical with it, which, uh, I find really interesting is like, you break it down to like, you write out what, what you want your consumer to feel when they watch your video, what you want them to take away with it, how you want to be remembered, uh, you know, building the brand, all that sort of stuff. So can you actually dive into that a little bit more in detail uh, for when you're creating, you know, let's say a TikTok or an Instagram video or a YouTube video? Yeah, totally. So this is like one of my favorite things to do. And the first time that I did it was a couple years ago after my experience in the Philippines. Because my original plan with the Philippines was I was going to post a bunch of vlogs and then I was going to, after that, like create a, a travel guide, which I did both of those things. And then I wanted like a, a really cool cinematic sort of edit, like fast pace, like doo -doo -doo -doo, fast cuts, cool whips and whatever. Uh, and I realized after my experience was done there, that isn't going to be the vision of the film that I want to create because none of my experience that I was really connected to was anything tied to the beautiful drone shots or the cool little transitions that I could make or the hyperlapses, which I didn't even put in the video. Uh, and I was like, you know what? No, what I have to do is create something that is a summary of how I felt while I was here. And so I started like, I was before I started scripting out the, the script and doing the voiceover, the narration, because I wanted to make a narrated piece. It was my first piece of narrated content. A little short film, but two minutes long. What I did was like, I wrote down everything that I felt when I was there. So I wrote down things like, I feel happy. I feel content. I feel alive. 
I feel inspired. I feel like I'm growing. I feel this and that. And I wrote down all these things and I realized, okay, the goal of this film is to make people feel what I felt. It's to make people understand that it was human connection with the local people that was my motive and my driving force for falling in love with the island, not the coconuts or the trees or the beaches or the island life, even though that was spectacular. And that's, it, it doesn't take away, it actually adds to it. It was like the people were so amazing and it's beautiful there. So I was like, okay, like that's how I have to start this idea before I write my script. Because if I write down my emotions first that I feel I want my audience to feel, then I can write a script that exactly follows through with that. I can word things in a way that is going to provoke some sort of feeling. The same way that a great orator will speak to people and say certain words and linguistics or pitch within his voice or her voice to make people feel what they want to convey. That's, that was something that I was really, really keen on. So I did that. And all of the comments that I received on that video from local people were exactly like the emotions that I was trying to evoke. Oh my gosh, I feel so proud that this little island is my home. I'm so happy that someone came from so far away to experience my home country like this. I'm so happy that you got to actually see the local people and meet them. That makes me happy. That makes me feel proud. And I was like, happy and pride. Those were two of the emotions that I wanted to instill in people and also inspire them to go out and travel maybe a little bit differently. Don't just like party and stuff, like go interact with, with the local community. So that was like, and when I posted that video, it went sort of viral on Facebook and got about 50,000 views. And on my YouTube channel is maybe six or 7,000 views. So it did, it did quite well for me. And, and all those comments were exactly what the emotions I was like conveying and trying to convey. So I started doing that more and more often. Uh, when I made my film for Peru, uh, and I realized that my experience in Peru was again tied to the people I met when I was down there. It wasn't just the beautiful trekking and hiking that we did. It wasn't just seeing Machu Picchu or climbing glaciers or going on these beautiful hikes. It was the individuals that I met. And so what I focused on was this individual characteristics of everybody. So I, in that video, I name dropped the couple that got engaged and I show a little clip of them, like of, of them proposing on Machu Picchu. Um, I talked about the funniest guy that I ever met, which is David Pankus. What a, great human being. I talked about the friends that I met down there that somehow had mutual friends of mine because they went to the same university as one of my good high school friends um, and, and all these things. And I wanted to convey, again, human connection. And I wanted to convey, like, even though this place is so beautiful, this is the reason that it was a great experience. And that was a sponsored piece of content. So I wanted people that were looking at this company to think that you're not just going on a unique experience you're going to meet great individuals there too and so now for tiktok maybe i don't write them down every time but if i make a piece of content anytime i start with what do i want the other person on the other side of the screen to feel what do i want to evoke within them is that inspiration is that you know contentment um and i'll, I'll i try to get a specific and i work backwards from there so that's when i start there and i work backwards to create a script and then I try to match my footage to that script.
Uh, and then I edit it in a way and I'll add certain music in a way. So if it's a very inspirational piece, I will add very inspirational music on top of that. Everything goes down to how can I as a creative evoke a particular feeling within somebody that's going to make them really fall in love with this piece of work and connect with it on a deeper level. Because my biggest mission is to help people improve the quality of their memories. That's like my, that's my why. And if I can do that, the way that I have to do that is I need to catch your attention quickly and I need to find a way to keep it. And that's kind of how I go through about that process. Man, that, <laughs> that is absolute, that, that is crazy. That, that, that's like the thinking behind it. And that, that's absolutely amazing that, that your why is, uh, you know, to have those people to remember stuff in such a vivid and such an amazing way. Uh, I've never heard somebody's why like that before. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Usually it's like, oh, I want to help people or I want to do this or I want to do that. But it's really like, you're just like, I want to create a film that creates so, creates so much emotion in that person that they remember it. And it's so vivid and it's so amazing for them that it's, it's, it's an amazing experience. Exactly. Um, and, and I'd also add one little point to what you were just saying. It's not just about remembering my film. I don't necessarily want them to remember my film or my TikTok post, or my reel or my Instagram post or my photo. That's secondary. What I care about is like, does my film or my post or whatever, does that inspire you to go out and do something? Go to the location that I'm talking about or the restaurant, you know, it does inspire you to take on the same experience that I did or a similar experience. Because if it does, I guarantee that you going out on that hike or traveling to that destination or going to the other side of the world for that unique experience will in fact improve the quality of your memories. And at the end of the day, memories is all we have. That's all we're going to be leaving with. And if I can play a small role in helping people better theirs, then that's, that's the dream. Man, that, that, that's awesome. Like that's, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> I'm really taken back by that. that. And that's like, no, I, I mean that a lot. That, that's, that's an admit, like, I love your vision so much. And you're so like, you're so like technical with it as well, which is I, another thing that I really like is like, you've really broken it down into like a system and you understand it now on a really like deeper level than just at like the higher level. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is absolutely crazy. Um, so I, I want to talk like, you like you're doing a lot of different stuff like you know you have your youtube uh you have uh, yeah, i think you have 30,000 on tiktok um and you know you're doing all this travel stuff uh you know going to these different countries making that you also have your own business where you're actually helping you know other uh business owners or other creators actually create content for you know tiktok instagram and youtube all that sort of stuff uh so i want to talk now is like what, what sort of like what, what's sort of your like end goal here like what are you wanting to do are you are you wanting to like would you rather spend the majority of your time uh traveling or would you like to combine the mix of them the both of running a company uh creating content for other uh you know let's say influencers or business owners uh or you know like what what, what are your sort of thoughts and ideas right now yeah so i'll, I'll answer that in two parts because there's a short term and there's a long-term component to that so in the short term, my plan is, is to really hunker down on my business, which is to, for the most part, what it is right now is clients, potential clients are coming to me by seeing the work that I've done with myself and other clients and really creating like rapid growth specifically on TikTok. One client of mine, which I mentioned before the podcast within 11 days right now, is just shy of 6,000 followers and 300,000 views across nine videos. 
Now that's not one of those videos that got like 290,000 views and the rest have nothing. That's the first video is 60,000, the second is 60,000, the third is 90,000. And every single video that has been up for longer than two days has broke at least five digits in views and four digits in likes. So 1,000 plus likes minimum, 10,000 views minimum, which is crazy to me. And it's, it's all I'm doing with that is taking the things that I taught myself, testing out on TikTok and building over 200 something videos and testing everything. And now it's like making a systematic approach to how I introduce the video, the content that we talk about, the text and titles that I use, as well as the songs. And I can get into that later or, or not or whatever. So in the short term, it's build that out as well as help these clients take that sort of momentum and then transition it into actual products, whether that's merch or whether that's digital products like a course or something. And from there, being able to create some passive income for myself that can then use to pay for my expenses as I travel long term. So if I have to take a step back for the next few months for my own personal content to build out anywhere from two to five or six clients and develop those revenue streams and those income streams, I will do that because I know that I can sit on the sidelines for my own personal work for a bit because I'm still working on the actionable skills of building accounts on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or wherever. And then once I'm done that and I have built that passive income stream and it is consistent, then I can take off anywhere knowing that I can guarantee myself this amount of money every month. I have this amount of money saved up and now I can go start knocking off countries and build content for me. And the best part about it is, is every time I'm with a client, I'm practicing the skills that I'm later going to use on myself. All the growth tips and stuff that I learned by doing this, like I'm just going to apply to my own work. I just need to put myself in that financial position where it makes enough sense that I have enough saved up and I have enough coming in that I can cover all my bases so that by the time I do make that leap and, and exit Ottawa and Canada, I can look at this as a more like long-term situation where it's like, okay, like I actually could take off for four, six, 12 or 30 months if I really wanted to, because I I've covered myself there. And if I do that, then the plan is, is to have my own travel content, pay for everything moving forward, work directly with tours and boards, and, and different brands and create unique content that does evoke emotions within their products and their services as I travel. And that's kind of like the, the, how the short and the long term really connect to each other. Yeah, no. And, and that's amazing. And that's sort of, um, that, that, that's sort of the, that's, that's funny. Cause that's the, the similar to my situation. Uh, but it's with other stuff too. It's like, I, I want to create, uh, a lot of content, uh, but I, I've sort of found that I, I don't enjoy the editing process. I really enjoy the people side of it more, like dealing with a, like dealing with clients, having those conversations, uh, and sort of understanding what they want, and then working with an editor to produce uh, that type of content with them. Uh, and that's something I really like is that, like you, you understand, like you understand that at such like a young age that like this is your plan, this is your strategy, and you're executing it right now. That's saying like, hey, once I get those six clients then I can go and probably buy, you know, like you, you can't travel, like traveling right now is very difficult because of COVID <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's not going to like, you know, the majority of restaurants or tourist places are probably not going to be open or there's going to be a lot of restrictions in place. So it's not going to be uh, the full potential. So actually taking like that time to actually build those six clients uh, on social media. And then when that's sort of done, you have that, you've built out that revenue. You're like probably by then, you know, by maybe, you know, 
mid 2021 with like the vaccine and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm not too sure when it's going to be coming out. Like there's a lot of speculation with it, but mm -hmm. uh, probably, you know, in the next 12 months, there's probably going to be a vaccine or in the next two years or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and by that time you're going to have a full business operating and then you can make that jump and then you can start traveling. And I think that's absolutely amazing. And I love that so much. Um, and I, and I want to jump down, uh, jump into that with more detail of, uh, giving advice to somebody else that's maybe in their shoe, like maybe who's in the early twenties, who's listening to this podcast being like, wow, this guy's awesome. Like, I love what this guy's doing. How can I do this? Like, how can I start? Like, how can I get into this? Like, do you have any advice for somebody in that sort of position? Yeah. So I would find like, what's interesting is I always like, if I give any sort of advice, I try to make it as contextual for the individual as possible, you know? So it's like, it's a lot easier for me to give advice to somebody that tells me exactly their circumstance, exactly what they're feeling. And then I can put something together, but in a general scheme of things on a macro level, let's call it. The first thing that I would say is like, if you want to do similar things to what I'm doing, which is, you know, like build yourself a content business where you can have like your own creative agency, um, which by the way, I'm just starting. I'm still figuring this out. I'm a month in, um, things have gone really well, both financially and from results. But, um, so I can talk about that a bit, but what I first start with is understand, start from the outside and then move inwards. And what I mean by that is what exactly is it that you think that you would do with all of your time? If money didn't matter in the world for me, I know I'd like, if, if there's no such thing as money, there's infinite amount of resources for everybody and everybody had free will to do whatever they wanted at any given time. I would be traveling. I would be, you know, sharing my experience. I'd be documenting it. I'd be connecting with like-minded individuals like yourself and other people as I go abroad, learning new languages, learning new cultures, learning these sort of things, doing extreme activities like bungee jumping or skydiving or, or mountain biking or, or things like that. That's what I'd be doing. And so now I go from there, I'm like, okay, now that I have this vision, I'll work back a bit. What are the ways that I can get paid to do that sustainably? And it's like, okay, well, if I'm a YouTuber, for example, then by me creating content and building a community, then one, I can have Google AdSense revenue. And if there's enough people that are watching my videos, that can sustain me. But then I could also be selling merch, for example, or offering whether that's like coaching calls, or uh, selling other products like digital products, like whether that's like Lightroom presets or uh, lookup tables, which are LUTs for Adobe Premiere Pro, uh, or you know PDFs on like travel guides or, or different things like that. It's like, okay, like that sort of stuff, that business stuff would then be able to feed my dreams and my goals. Okay, but how do I get myself into a position that then I can become that YouTuber to have those various income streams that can get me there. Well, I'm going to need a lot of upfront capital. I'm going to need quite a bit of stuff invested into my camera, uh, cameras, lenses, mics, lights, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to have to invest in acquiring those skills. I'm going to have to learn how to be a videographer. I'm going to have to learn how to be an editor. I'm going to have to learn a bit of cinematography and all the other sub skill sets like color correction and sound design and, and uh, motion graphics and that sort of stuff. Like those are skills that I'm going to have to learn. And okay, like, how am I gonna acquire those skills more? Well, I'm gonna watch tutorials, but if you really wanna acquire them faster, you probably should practice them. So I'm gonna make my own videos for now, but I'm also gonna speak on whatever little client work I can get because every client that I get is more reps. It's more, it's more repetitions of me practicing my craft. And it's also reps of me practicing the business side of things. So if I can practice with clients on a smaller scale, 
by the time that I have the funds to invest in myself on a big enough scheme of things, then I'm in a really good position. And so it's working backwards. You started with the thing that you wanted the most badly in your life, the, the dream lifestyle, what it looks like. And it's like, okay, what sort of way could I afford to make that a reality? And then you move backwards. Okay, what sort of ways could I acquire the skills to make that business happen? And then it's like, okay, what can I do today to, to get that ball rolling? And that's make a decision to commit to a, a, a life path. And if you don't know what that is yet, if you have no idea what that dream is, then what you do is you go out and you experiment. You go out and you try everything that you can think of. You go travel, you go jump out of a damn airplane, you go like talk to strangers, you go try experiences that you've never done with people that you've never met to figure out things that you never knew. And that's exactly like the best advice I could possibly give to somebody that's looking to do maybe something similar to what I'm doing or find like their own path, like start outside, work it down, work it in and fill in the blanks. And also the last thing that I will say is don't be married to a path or an idea. I'm always willing to pivot if I need to. I'm always willing to change my ideas if different opportunities are presented to me because I don't, I know where the destination is. I just don't know the exact path and how it's going to slither for me to get there. And that's totally fine. Be open, be willing to change and just start outside, work it, work it down and move up. Man, I, I absolutely love that. That's like, that's probably one of the best pieces of advice for career development I've ever heard on this podcast right there. Oh, thank uh, you. Specifically breaking it down your why, what would you do if you didn't have any money? Uh, and then, you know, what's that dream life? Like you were saying, like whatever that's traveling or, you know, that's doing stand up comedy or that's acting or that's running a mm -hmm. business in the financial sector. Like, you know, what, what would be your dream sort of dream if money wasn't, didn't exist? What would you like, what, what process would you love to do every single day? Right. Yeah. And then you break down of how your plan, you know, you know, how are you going to get there? Cause like everybody's plan of how they're going to get there is going to be different. Cause you know, when you're at the start, you're not going to, you probably don't have money. You probably don't have connections. You probably don't have the skills yet either to get to the end result that you want. So you're going to have to like learn all those, get, you know, gather the money, gather the connections, all that sort of stuff. Right. And the other thing I really like about that is that you said, don't be married to a path, which mm -hmm. I think is such a huge part is and I've sort of realized recently um, in my own life is that like you know in your head you're like okay I'm gonna go off and I'm gonna go do this or you know like let's say I'm gonna go do this in a certain field or industry and this is how I'm gonna get there and this is how I'm gonna do it and then it doesn't really work out but you know and you are like let's say you actually the path you wanted to choose or the thing that you wanted actually you don't like it anymore and that's what I sort of experienced in my own life with being in the army I thought I was gonna be doing you know, the full 25 or 30 years in the army, right? As long as I could do, then get out and, you know, retire and all that sort of stuff. And then after the first, like, you know, year and a half, I was like, actually, I don't really like the army anymore. Like, and, you know, it's changed and I have a new interest and, you know, making that transition. And the thing is like, there's so much pressure in today's world that, you know, at 18, at 16, at 14, at 20, at 21, at 30 or 45, you have to have your life figured out and you have to be committed to a certain path or where you want to go. And you can't deviate from that path at all. Even if you don't like it anymore, you still, because you said you did it because you said you wanted to do it. Now you have to stick there is I think is complete bullshit. And I think it, it just creates so much unhappiness. Uh, and I learned that a bit from, you know, hearing Gary Vee say that a lot uh, and then taking it into my own life and really understanding that like, 
Like, don't be married to that path. Like there's so many other ways to get to where you want to go. And if you look at anybody who's very, very successful or who's very, very, even if they have successful and they have the monetary of money, doesn't mean they're necessarily happy. If you look at somebody who's very, very happy, the majority of them have no problem between, between switching. Like, you know, they've switched from like, you look at their path and it wasn't just a straight line from like, going from, you know, getting out of high school to being the CEO of this company or being, you know, a travel crew, you know, creator or a, a comedian. It's like they went all over the place, right. To sort of find yeah. what, what they loved and to find the path that they wanted to go down. Right. So I uh, like, yeah, what, what you're saying is like the, the point I'm trying to get across is, uh, for people that are listening, like that is an amazing piece of advice and somebody who's 20 or 30 or whatever, uh, really doing that, sitting down and writing out what you would do if you money wasn't an object and there was limit, uh, unlimited resources and you could go and do whatever you want, what would that be? And then breaking down the path to get there. Uh, so I know we're coming to the end here. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing having you on the show, Jamie, hearing your story, you know, like traveling the world, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then, and you're in your process right now of actually building that company and, you know, talking about it a bit of like how you actually approach it. Uh, where can people actually find out more about, uh, you know, who you are, uh, you know, your personal brand, but also your company as well. If they, you know, if they're listening to this and they say, Hey, you know what, I want to start creating uh, content for TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. So easiest places to find me, obviously Instagram and TikTok, same username. It's James life. Life with an extra E. So that's J-A-M-E-S-L-I-F-E-E. -E. You can shoot me a message on, on there. You can check out some of my photos on Instagram or videos there, as well as TikTok, where I, I share a lot of like local travel content. Uh, on YouTube, some of my favorite videos that I've ever made, I've put up there on a channel called Nomads. That's what I've, I've named my community, the Nomads, you know, the people that love to travel, love to be abroad. Uh, and that's something that I'm I, with the busyness of business right now, I'm probably going to have to put aside for a little bit because things are just going really well on that sort of stuff. And I do have to focus on clients. Uh, and if you want to check out my website, it's www.lifesbetterabroad.com. I'll be sharing a lot of my, uh, my content there. Uh, Jamie Lee on LinkedIn. Jamie is J-A-M-E-Y, not I-E. Uh, and you can always just message me wherever you want. If you want to send me an email, jamie at lifesbetterabroad.com. But that's probably the, the core places of, uh, of finding me and, and connecting with me. And uh, if you want to learn anything about video production or pick my brain about any of the things that we talked about today and TikTok specifically, I'm open. I'm, I'm all in. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show, man. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing your story. Uh, and I love the pieces of advice that you've given on this show. Thanks so much. Honestly, total pleasure and uh, just thanks for having me.